Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Mike Goolsby with this week's Mike Goolsby Show. Lots to talk about. Gator Bowl, review on the season, what's next for Notre Dame, specifically at that quarterback position. So make sure you tune in for this whole episode. Mr. Goolsby, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Michael. Any big New Year's resolutions for you? I haven't thought about it, dude. There's plenty of things I need to do uh, or stop doing. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. I love you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same same crap every year. Eat better, read a book. Yes, yeah, be a better person. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much the oh, you're already a pretty good person, dude. Oh, Mr. Goolsby, I appreciate it. You're a sweetheart. All right, folks, please do hit that thumbs up if you're with us live watching back. Uh podcast audience, appreciate you as well. Please leave five star review. 45-38 game, Mike. Um, just, I mean, we'll, we'll break down, we'll, we'll talk quarterback, we'll, we'll talk linebacker you know we'll, we'll go through all those positions standout players players are disappointed with all that but um just overall that football game mike that was fantastic mm-hmm. right yeah it was great it was a uh, the whole weekend of college the bigger bigger matchups they were great across the board um and that's it's fun to see you know kind of bowl season where kids show up and and show out me personally with this game, I wasn't excited at all. We had talked about that in kind of the, the preview for the game. And I, you know, looking back on it, Mike, I think that some of that was kind of born out of just fatigue, just from like signing day, the season. Um, it's one of those things where you're kind of just ready to wrap it up and move forward. Sure. But yeah, it ended up being a hell of a game. And it was like a flip-flop from last year's game against Oklahoma State, where we came out on fire, dominating the first half. Freeman's first you know, appearance as a head coach and then kind of laid an egg in the second half. And in this game, at least defensively, Mike, I mean, we were lost. Yeah. The first two, three possessions defensively, we were completely lost. It looked rusty really across the board. Um, you know, the offense really didn't get going. And then the second half, they just kind of found our confidence, played with a renewed energy, made a few plays. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really fun game and a, hopefully a great springboard for the off season. In, any big takeaways from you besides Tyler Buckner? And we'll talk about Buckner, but is there anything that you really learned, you know, or is it just kind of a nice way to end the season? And I'll also add Mike, Chris Fink, I think it was for, you know, former Notre Dame receiver tweeted uh-huh. like how much better that off season is when you win a bowl game. Like I, I say this so often. I think us as Notre Dame nation, we just kind of look at the bowl game. It's like, ah, it's, it's not important. And, oh, this is, we, we look at them as like a little computer player. You know, it's like we're playing Madden and, and, and who, and who cares, you know, about the, the these players don't have emotions. They're just video games. I don't, I don't, but I totally agree right. with you. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, that tweet and I'll, I'll find it in a second is like, that's, that's really interesting. It's like you finish the season with the bowl win, your off season's that much better. Is that, is that, 
true from your – I know I'm asking you like six different questions here, Mike. No, I think I think that's true. I mean, the offseason's hard for from a player's perspective. That's how I always view the game and view Notre Dame football is through a player's, player's eyes. The offseason's difficult, dude. Um, it's just all working out. It's early mornings. It's it's rough. So you're either going to go into it with almost like a negative mentality, like, oh, I've got to get the bad taste out of my mouth, right? And that's always sort of hanging over you like a, a dark cloud. So that's one thing if you lose a bowl game. And then on the flip side, you have kind of a renewed energy. It's a little bit more fun, more competitive you go into the offseason with more confidence across the board as a, as a team. And in this instance, in this game in particular, Mike, you got to see a lot of young players um, kind of get their feet wet and got to get some extended run, again, on the defensive side of the ball. We've, we're young across the board. That's something we're talking about. Um, so absolutely, I agree with Chris here. My big takeaway, and this is just hinging off of what I just said about those young kids, it's like, dude – Playing an SEC team, and this isn't a, a Georgia or a Bama in South Carolina, but there's still, like, I'm going to use the word remnants. We still have a few, like, lesser players on our team. Um, and those need to get, those kids need to get, like, cycled through. Like, to me, they really stood out uh, from, like, a, a lesser, like, they're lesser athletes, and it really sticks out when you play against an SEC team. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future that some of these kids get, you know, just kind of turned over and, and we continue to get better and better uh, athletically. Yeah. And I know, that, you know, you sent me your, your notes for the show. So you'll help. We'll, we'll talk about some players that maybe, you know, I don't know what the term is recruited over or kind of a cycle. It's, it's always a, a sign if a younger player is playing over you, right? If you're a junior, you got a freshman playing over you. It's probably a sign that like a, your, your, your time here is probably limited. So we'll talk about that and then players, um, you know, that shine. But let's go ahead and talk TB12, Mike. What did you think about this young man? Um, oh, you're getting right to it, dude. I mean, let's, um, just get it, let's just get into it. So for those that may be unaware, like I'm a big fan of Tyler Buckner. Uh, never met the kid. You know, there's no, there's no link to Tyler. But um, I'm just a fan of his. And, you know, I even tweeted out at GCA Football. Um, like I, I'm watching the game and it's like, I've never found myself rooting harder for a Notre Dame player than I do Tyler Buckner. And I probably need to go talk to like a psychotherapist and figure it out. Um, as to like why I feel so strongly about this kid, but I, but I do. And I thought that, uh, taking everything into consideration, Mike, he's, this is his third start. I think since like 2019, you know, again, he had this COVID year injuries in high school. The kid battles back from a shoulder injury, specifically a collarbone thing. Your boy over here, I broke mine twice and it's no bueno. And it's a, it's a psychological thing, you know, with, with your shoulders and you're playing football. I mean, that's why they wear pads, like to get over all that, to work himself back into in, in, into, into shape, into play. And I, I thought he played well. There's some boneheaded things that he did, but he's still a young quarterback. Um, and I, I just a lot of the counterpoints, and we're going to get hopefully get into this Sam Hartman versus Tyler Buckner conversation, which I have very, very strong feelings about. But, like, you know, one of the knocks on Tyler, Mike, is that he's fragile, right? If you listen to Tim Hyde, he's made a glass, right? 
Um, it's like that movie Invincible with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. You know, they call me Mr. Glass. But uh, what's what, what's he come out to do in this in this game? Come out and show us how tough he is. So how can you be fragile and tough as nails at the, at the same time, right? But I, um, maybe not fragile, Mike, but it's injury prone. Injury prone, sure. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, he was tough as hell, but I'm just, I'm just nervous that he won't be like he's tough. No, it's, yeah, it's fair. Just, it's just not luck. He just got bad luck, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. It's just it's one of those I, I I don't know. Just to me, it's it's the first quarterback that we've had in a long time where there's again, it's after this game, folks like you are like, wow, he's physically talented. It's like I've been I've been singing that kid's praises for since I've seen his high school clip. Like that kid can play. He's got a live arm, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now on a national stage, it's like, wow, who is this Tyler Buckner? Um, I thought he showed better. Like he, he's a, a little bit calmer in this game. And that's my big knock on him um, or his biggest room for improvement is just the psychological piece, dude. And that like slow down a little bit, I think. And I think you saw him being more comfortable, being a little bit more relaxed in, in the run game in particular. He was setting up moves. And last thing, Mike, real quick before you jump in, I think some of that calmness that was apparent to me anyway was born out of like his interaction with uh, a probably his interaction with Tommy up in the booth all year, but then like game day, he was talking to Freeman a lot, um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of just, you know, hands on shoulders, kind of soothing him. And I think that speaks to Freeman's development as a head coach and as a leader too. Yeah. Folks, we'll get to your super chats soon who are, are live with us. I think I'm going back to my comment about how some of us, so much of us just look as this, this is black and white. These are video game players. Um, the, the, the plot of he hadn't played since September, right? This is his first game in three, over three months. Um, and there was bad, but did he flash? I mean, did like, that was the ceiling. Notre Dame hasn't had a quarterback with that kind of ceiling in a while. I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. going back Kaiser. Sure. I would agree. Yeah. And yeah, Kaiser, yeah, great athlete, great basketball player, great, great baseball player. I mean, Tyler's in a similar mold. Tyler, I mean, probably, Tyler's probably a little quicker. Deshaun's a little bigger. But yeah, the, the, the flash is there. The upside is there. And I just think now it's become more apparent to people. But then no sooner than the game is over, we're having people are doing backflips and excitement over Sam Hartman coming in. And I just thought that that was wrong. You know, I just think it was disrespectful to Tyler. And, you know, the two knocks on him are, you know, inexperience of three, three knocks, inexperience, um, you know, injury prone, and he's inaccurate. But then when you're talking about him flashing, obviously as a runner, that's apparent. Um, but then, like, he's he makes a couple great throws to Jaden Thomas, makes that great throw to Lindsey, makes a great throw to Tobias, who – I don't know what he was doing on that deep. I don't know. Uh, hopefully somebody asked in a press conference or something, but the arm talent's there. The inaccuracies, if he can make that throw to Lindsay with on a deep crosser while getting hit in the jaw for the umpteenth time this season, do we really believe that he can't complete that little dump pass? You know, he, 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 yeah, there's a couple like gimme throws that he, that he missed. And to me, that's not like a physical thing. It's more of like, back to that psychological piece where he's rushing, you know, he's rushing. And to me, this is like the crux of my argument is you can't do much about the injury history thing. It is what it is. But uh, like the inaccuracy, 
to me, that gets better with game reps and that gets better with more confidence. It's just because I, I, I believe that he has the ability to hit a little seven yard dump off. I do. Yeah. I, I, I you're onto something for sure, Mike. I'm also curious and I'm not looking for an, uh, you know, an answer from you is more for, you know, quarterback gurus. That's such a specific part of football, but if there is something mechanically with him, like I think, you know, when we are, our, our um, infamous group chat with me, you and Tim, I think Tim was talking about something about, you know, there's something with his arm angle where the ball kind of dives sometimes. Um, you know, some of those short pass will throw into the ground. So I, d- I do wonder about that. If that's something that he does work on in the offseason, I know quarterbacks t- tweaking things mechanically can either be a brilliant or can really screw with quarterback. Uh, but it's just kind of a side note. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Mike. Yeah, well, he, he, he displayed in this game a lot of different angles they talked about in the broadcast, you know, his release point can be up high. Can he can throw that sidearm ball around the defensive end um, on a dump off pass. So yeah, there might be something to that. Um, There might be something to that, but it's just like, how much are you going to put on that kid's plate? I mean, we saw him make several checks during this game, checking into this. I think he checked into a quarterback draw. It didn't work the second time. So there's a lot on his plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Improve on your mechanics. I think sometimes like on those easy dump off throws to me, it's like he's trying to get it out too quick versus just putting a little bit of touch on the ball. That could be a thing. But yeah, I'm not I'm no quarterback guru. Um, But again, as a total package, as a leader, as it's, you know, with the toughness, the moxie, the competitiveness, running ability, etc. I'm just glad that some people are more people anywhere kind of hopefully on the, the Tyler bandwagon. Cause I think the kid deserves it. Yeah. This footage we're watching on uh, for a video, this was spring 2021. So it's a little older footage, but I had about three and a half minutes that I've already clipped up from a while ago and it mm-hmm. looks like it just ended. So there you go. Um, one, other, one other real quick thing too, sure. like in this kind of umbrella of mechanics, whatever, like I'm watching Ohio state play last night, CJ Stroud, he's in shotgun. CJ Stroud will take on most snaps out of the gun He'll take a you know one two three kind of crossover step like you like a traditional under under center quarterback would do, and as I'm going back and I'm watching the game, I do feel like if, if Tyler got a little bit more depth on his drop out of shotgun, it's going to open up more running lanes for him, give him better vision, a little bit more time. I don't know why we don't do that, you know, as consistently. Like again, you go watch a Stroud take the snap one two three four. Now he's set. He's four yards deeper than he was when he got the snap. You don't see that as much with um, with Tyler. It's like he kind of gets the snap and he's sort of where he was when he got it. And again, I'm I'm no guru. Coach Reese knows what he's doing, but just curious to me where you see some quarterbacks do it and ours don't. All right, a few super chats to get to. Um, I I kind of like the chaos nickname for Buckner. Um, I don't know if it's going to stick, but uh, I don't think that if you're a quarterback, you want the nickname chaos, but. I did like that a little analogy. So appreciate the the ten bucks. Uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, it says what a crazy game. We got down twice, came back, showed resolve to come back. There was good and ugly, but going to the offseason with W. Absolutely appreciate um, the ten. Eric says thoughts on Jordan Patelho's performance. Do you think he'd be an impact viper next year, Mike? I I know he was on your notes, but um, want to cover a lot. So if you just we kind of go rapid fire through some of these super chats. Yeah. So great question, Eric. Thanks for bringing up Jordan. So. Jordan Botello has had an up and down career at Notre Dame. There's been some off the field things like, you know, just in terms of him being a Notre Dame kind of fit. 
Uh, he's, you know, he's played like Rover, defensive end. They've moved him around a lot. And this gets back into like the talent assessment thing, kind of like who is the kid? What's his makeup? Jordan, to me, the way he plays, his personality profile is the type of kid that's like, put him on the field, give him one or two things to think about and let him go. And the Viper, and I also said on the, on the last episode, here, Mike, that Jordan's a kid, not that he lacks confidence, but like if you rotate him in or if he's looking over his shoulder that if I make a slight mistake, I'm going to get yanked, that kid's not wired like that. So in, in a game like this with Foskey being out, Jordan knows he's going to get some run, and you saw him produce. So leave him at a defensive end at a Viper position. He has experience playing Rover. Make it simple for a kid like that. And then the other thing was – Jordan, throughout the course of the season, you can tell he's been working on his craft in terms of like his pass rush acumen. I've talked about this a couple different times, and he produced. Now, he got two sacks this game, several hurries. One sack was a gimme. He was unblocked, but he still made the play. Um, so, yeah, I think the, his arrow and his stock is definitely pointing up. Yep, good stuff. Uh, all right, most of the Super Chats I mean, are just kind of about Hartman. Uh, so I guess that that's obviously a big topic of discussion we wanted to get through. So let's just dive into it now. All right. Uh, but we'll start with Rocco dropping a 50 bomb. Really appreciate this. He says, love the podcast, articles, and comprehensive Notre Dame coverage from all the on three staff. It's been a fun season. So thanks to you all. Look forward to 2023. So, appreciate it, Rocco. Yeah, appreciate we moved from rivals two on three January 1 of 2022. So we just celebrated our one year anniversary today. So really do appreciate the support, Rocco. It's uh, It's been an amazing uh, amazing first year and looking forward to year two and many more. Um, and then I think the rest of the super chat are on, uh, we'll just go through these uh, again. Rocco really, really appreciate it. It was very generous. Uh, Wicked Bronco production says Buckner has me excited to see what this offense can be with a legit quarterback under center without limitations, five touchdowns, 500 total yards of offense. Was that really it? I mean, I know, the team did, but I don't think Buckner did specifically. I think yeah, it might have been it a type was closer, closer to, 400. to 400. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty impressive, around 350 yards. Hartman to Notre Dame can win in Natty, in my opinion. And uh, favorite Taco Bell item? Give me a good, give me a good, um, good value burrito. The key is if you have the Taco Bell app, get it grilled. It's free and adds a little bit of kick. Well, not kick, but a little oomph to your burrito. You're going to ask him to grill a burrito, though, that's not a cheesy grilled stuff burrito. I feel like you got a tip because that's extra work. You know, it's like you go to Chipotle, Chipotle, and you can ask them to mix up the ingredients in the burrito. Not a lot of people know that. And then mm. you got to tip them for it because it's just like an extra step for them. Something to think about. But my favorite Taco Bell item, far and away, is the uh, cheesy gordita crunch, like hands down. Solid. Fire, oh, solid. The best. Um, so yeah, again, but Buckner's had me excited for, since I, since I seen the high school highlight tape, uh, and then again, just the makeup of the kid as you kind of get to, to sort of, you know, fall in love with him watching him play. Yeah. I, I've been excited about him for a long time. Um, Hartman to ND can win a natty. So which one is it, Wicked Bronco? You know, you're excited about a legit center in Buckner. You can't have both. Or maybe you can. I don't know. I'm not a Hartman guy. I can't be a Buckner. I can't be a Buckner guy and be a Hartman guy. I can't do it. To me, do we have any more super chats about this real quick? Oh, God. Yeah, we got five more. 
Fire them off. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Wicked Bronco Productions, uh, big, big supporter of us. Uh, and he's a member at balloongold.com. Uh, our current offers $29.99 gets you access through the start of next football season. So um, I think most of these websites are usually 10 bucks a month. So you're getting, you know, the price of three months for what the next nine. So please do head to bloomagold.com and ghouls be posting on the message board. I got to stay out of there, dude. I got to stay out of there. It's one of those things. It's uh, it's, it's, it's that drug that you just keep coming back to. You can't get enough of it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. JP says, okay, Mike, do you bring in Hartman? uh, Keep going. We'll we'll, we'll get there. JP. (laughs) JP. Appreciate it. Uh, Goolsby, why do you think Notre Dame fans automatically assume Hartman, who's been a gimmick quarterback his entire career? I see you, Joey. I appreciate that. Can easily adjust to a pro-style offense. What do you think about this, Mike? Um, the So that's the million-dollar question, Joe, is why are fans so quick to just throw the baby out with the bathwater with Buckner and just – I feel bad for y'all's girlfriends, wives, and husbands. You know, it's just like you're always looking for the next thing. It's like – you know, gratitude's a, a, a great way to look at your life with a sense of gratitude. But I think it's because Tyler's not perfect, frankly. Um, we were happy to make concessions for for Drew Pine and, like, have a ton of empathy for Drew Pine, but there doesn't seem to be a lot with Buckner. Um, I'm with you, Joe. If, if Sam Hartman, to me, was as good as people think he is, like he wouldn't be a sixth, seventh round pick. Are we going to get excited about, oh, we're getting a fifth, sixth year senior that's going to be 24 plus years old that's a seventh round pick and we're anointing him as like, dude, they're talking about him winning a Heisman Trophy. It's like, are y'all drunk? You know, did you not watch Tyler? So, and again, Tyler can clean these things up. He didn't play a lot of high school football. He's only started three games at Notre Dame. Did you see the game? Did you see him against the SEC competition? with three months off and, you know, and you're just like, you just, none of that resonates with you. You're ready to move on to Sam Hartman. It's weird to me. I think that Sam Hartman's going to use Notre Dame more than Notre Dame's going to use Sam Hartman. I think NIL is a huge piece to this. Tim's point. Well, he's already making 750, 750 K at NIL at Wake. He doesn't need it at Notre Dame. It's like, well, if I was making $200,000 a year with my career, does that mean that I don't want to go make 400 grand? Like what's the point, you know? Uh, so that's a, that's a weak, weak argument, but I, yeah, I just think it's, I just think to answer that question, Joe, I just think it's human nature. That's that grass is always greener approach that a lot of people have. Um, and it's like, you know, people are going to knock Tommy Reese people, people want Tommy Reese to be fired after this game. He had 570 yards of total offense. You know what I'm saying? You know, 268 in the ground or whatever, 280 through the air with a quarterback that started three games and people think that Tommy Reese is hot garbage. It's like, cause they want something else, you know, they're not that, that cheesy grilled stuff burrito isn't good enough for them. They want something else. You know, you know what you like, I don't know, but it is frustrating. And I just get hyper defensive of, uh, of Tyler. And uh, I, again, I just really think that his issues save for the injury thing will be resolved and improved upon with more game reps. The other argument is, oh, it'll be great for Tyler. He'll develop behind a rental quarterback in Hartman. And I'm going to call him a rental. You don't develop, especially as a quarterback, unless you get game reps, period. Furthermore, if you bring in Hartman, how are you going to assess this, Mike? 
you're going to have one style of offense for Tyler. And you're going to have another style of offense for, for Hartman. So it's like, how are you going to critique what's the best fruit when we're looking at an apple and an orange? Let's put two oranges together and, and compete, right? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, I had Anything else? I'm I looking through my notes. Here. What's up, buddy? I had a lot of thoughts there, but talk fire away, me. dude. I forgot. I'm, they'll come back to me. And then, like, you know, because again, I'm trying to build an argument for Buckner. I went back and watched the Ohio State game. The poor kid's first start with no running game, leaky ass offensive line, night night game at the Horseshoe, top five matchup against Ohio State. Kids' average starting field position throughout the entire game was the 15-yard line. You know, we have no we have no empathy for him in that scenario. So, and then the other thing is, if you bring in uh, Sam Hartman, I'm just looking through my notes I put on my phone. Yeah. You bring in Sam Hartman. What if Tyler says, "F that, I'm out of here," and he transfers? Then you're right back to where you were. Now you've only got Minchie and Angeli on the roster until Carr gets here. The other argument is, I've heard. We need a, a proven commodity, and Freeman has said as much. We need experience in the quarterback room. Okay, so why would we even recruit high school quarterbacks then, Mike, if we need experience, you know? So it's like, are we ever going to develop anybody? Let's just keep going. There's always going to be quarterbacks in the portal that have more experience than a, than a young quarterback. I just think if you're trying to build a championship team and build a championship culture, like you stick with your guy, you know, the, the, the four bowl games last night, or the, excuse me, the two, uh, the final four games last night, I didn't see any transfer quarterbacks in there. You could argue that Stetson Bennett was another weak argument because he's a Juco guy. No, these kids have been in the program. They just have. All right. I think one of the super chats was part of my thought. BC says, not necessarily Buckner versus Hartman. It's a QB depth thing, which I'm going, I, I agree with this. So do I. But. Back to my good old video game point, there is the emotions of a fun Tyler Buckner. Totally. Might be a little pissed. Like, why are you bringing him in? Um, so, yeah, the QB depth thing is nice. Let the best man win. If you do get Sam Hartman, which pretty much anticipating that is going to happen, you would assume that the one who doesn't start – bolts but i don't think i don't think uh, hartman could i think he's he becomes a notre dame he's, he, i don't think he can go anywhere else so do you risk losing buckner for i don't know it's a tricky proposition but it does oh, yeah. buckner, like buckner, let's, let's just say buckner you know buckner's 
they used them, used up a year of eligibility as a gadget guy as a, as a freshman. They throw him to the Wolves the first couple games. He's our entire offense against Ohio State. Is redshirting this year, by the way. Perfect. That's a nice. That makes sense. Yeah, with the three games. Yeah, he's got three more years. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he's a human being, right? This isn't Tech Mobile. He's not. Uh, you know, he's a he's a real real human being with real emotions. You know, like Drew Pine got butt hurt and his family got butt hurt that he got beat out to, you know, by Buckner going into the bowl game and he pieced out, right? So if, if Tyler pieces out, then people are going to resent Tyler for it, you know, because he set the program back by being selfish or whatever is the case. To this, to the super chat, it's a depth thing. Totally agree that you need depth, but that's not Tyler's fault. The fact that the quarterback room is a shit show, that's not Tyler's fault. And then he's going to be end up being potentially a, a casualty for it or of it rather. Right. Um, and then it, again, it's not like he's saying it's not a Tyler versus a Sam Hartman thing. I would disagree. Even Tim Hyde said that the last time you guys were uh, uh, you know, on air together. Well, if Sam Hartman comes in, Tim goes, well, he's the guy. So we're just, that's my issue. Is that like, Oh dude, he's the guy. Of course he is. He's Sam Hartman. Give him the job. It's like, what has he won? He plays in a crappy conference on a crappy team. He's put up a ton of yards. Yeah, dude, the guy's 25 years old. He's not, never even went on a Mormon mission. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, look at a, a I think he's so dreamy. I think that people are just enamored with him. You know, he's a career 58% passer. You know, except for this year. Finally got it right after five years. Poor Sam Hartman, maybe in a different situation you would like Sam Hartman, <laughs> but since he's coming, since he's maybe taking your boy's job, we don't like Sam Hartman. Is that, is yeah, that and again, I don't understand. I mean, if, if what is the criteria going into the competition? That needs to be established between Sam, Tommy, Coach Freeman, and Tyler. What are the, what is the criteria? If experience is a part of the criteria, then Tyler's going to lose. He already starts. He already starts the competition in second place if, if, if what we're looking for is experience. But then you got to be careful, like I said, with what you do, because if Tyler dips out then Sam, and Sam leaves after a year, now you've got two inexperienced quarterbacks and Carr coming in. So just be careful what you wish for. All right. And, it's like, and then another thing that I've heard is like, oh, should we have a Tyler package similar to what they did with him as a freshman under Cone? That's a slap in the face. Yeah, he's a junior next year. That's a slap in the face, and it's like, oh, we're going to put you in to run the ball and get you hurt again, by the way. Yeah, and, and the, the comments about, um, oh, we can sit behind Hartman for a year. Maybe if that's your thing for a freshman, you know, or like a rookie quarterback, you know, like, oh, you're going to learn behind veteran Alex Smith for a year, then you're going to start year two, like Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, while you're making while you're making first first-round pick money. Yeah. yeah, I can stomach that, yes? Yeah, but, you know – Imagine Patrick Mahomes being the starter for a season and then he gets hurt and then he's not the starter again. Like, I don't know. I, I don't see that. I'm fascinated by this whole thing. That that much is for sure. I could I could not believe how uh because I was on a long road trip, girlfriend's driving, and I'm uh re-watching the game on an iPad, I'm on the message board, and I'm just like, my blood pressure's going up. I can't believe how defensive I am of Tyler, but um again, that's the, that's my core argument. Pro, my pro Tyler argument is you can't do much about the injury, injury history other than stop running him like a running back. We could do that, you yeah. know. 
I don't know. This plays out, and then and then like the inaccuracy to me, I believe that gets fixed with with game reps. I don't know if Notre and uh, as expected, the conversation of this show has been dominated by Sam Hartman, Tyler Buckner, um, but I don't know if Reese will be able to hold back from using Buckner as a as a running back. It's just too good of an option. It makes your offense so much better when you have that. So I think if Buckner's going to be there, they're going to run him. Well, okay. I would I would tend to agree with you, but what you just said is like in these arguments to these these debates, like you got to be careful what you say. So it makes the offense so much better. Oh so no, I, that my comment there has nothing to do about Hartman. This okay. that's just specifically if Buckner's yeah. playing quarterback, Reese is going to run him. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just look at yesterday. Uh, excuse me, yeah, Gator Bowl, whatever day it is now, SEC competition. Third start, three months off, fights back from an injury. They're sending the house at him. Joe Alt had a rough day. Josh Lug played like Tyler Stoll's girlfriend. Josh Lug played like ass. It was like, is that Kane Madden or is that Josh Lug? In terms of like the lack of athletic ability, he's always on the ground. Like go watch the NFL game. It's rare you see an off NFL offensive lineman on the ground stayed near the goal line. I paused the screen, Mike. Uh, oh, and he does this. He goes out and plays without 70% of our passing offense in Michael Mayer. So you pause the screen. Who's he throwing? Who are his options at receiver? It's Jaden Thomas, Colsey, Matt Salerno, and Mitch Evans. How many career catches between the three of them? Is there 20 career catches in that group? You know? And it, and it Tyler goes out there and puts up 400 yards of offense, and it's not good enough for folks. Give me a seventh-round draft pick in Sam Hartman. It just doesn't compute to me. I get the depth thing. The I don't know how you're going to create a competition when they run two separate styles of offenses. The the draft pick thing's interesting. I don't care about where he's being projected in the NFL draft. I, this is for this is just for college football. Like Tim Tebow's arguably the greatest college football quarterback of all time. He was first round pick. He was terrible. Like that was just a terrible pick by the Broncos. But it's like, would you rather have Ian Book, who is a f- late fourth round pick, or Sam Hartman, who might be a seventh round pick? Like to me, I would take. Well, the, the, so, so just to back that up, great point, Mike. Oh, to me, thank the you. reason I I bring up the draft stock, well, you make good points. You know, I just talk over you too much, and that's me. That's my New Year's resolution. That's my New Year's resolution. No, it's your show. Calm down and stop talking over Singer. But uh, I bring up the NFL thing because if he was that good. You know, people think Hartman for Heisman, people think the guy walks on water. If he was that good, he would have a higher grade than a seventh round pick is my point. And also, if he was that good, he would leave to the NFL. Right. So is Sam Hartman getting information like, oh, if you go play at Notre Dame, you're going to become a day one pick. To me, it's an NIL thing. I think it's about him building a brand. The guy's gorgeous. He's like a male model. The guy looks great. Come down. You're, I mean, you're. Uh, I mean, he's giving Brady Quinn a run for his money. You take so that. So I back. think I think it's an NIL thing. I think he's going to end up using Notre Dame more so than Notre Dame's going to use him. And it's like, oh well, he's going to we're, we're going to win more games with Hartman. It's like that's under the assumption that you're going to lose two or three with Tyler. That's an unfair assumption. I'm with you about part of your you know little conspiracy, but I don't know about the just the NIL thing that. I don't know. I'm not saying it's just NIL. I'm not saying that, but it's absolutely a factor. Yeah. If the guy's making three quarters of a million a year in, in, in Wake Forest, is that not going to double or triple at a, uh, a program 
like a Notre Dame. Who's out here reporting Sam Hartman's getting 250 G's? Well, Tim Hyde told me that yesterday, and I read it elsewhere on the internet. Okay. Doesn't well, mean it's true. I, yeah, it's on the internet. All right, we got seven. I mean, if you go, if you go look up Sam Hartman's social media profile, like, yeah, he's got endorsements. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, Goolsby. Uh, like I said, we got 17 comments to get through here, so we're gonna go rapid fire. Yep. All right. Um, Hartman may be more of a sure thing, but Tyler's our guy, and that makes me want to ride with him. Five dollars from Kevin Simonson. Uh, man, you're giving a run for for Brady Quinn's money as well, Kevin. Really dapper fellow in the picture here. Um, mm-hmm. Ten thoughts, schools or ten second schools. Um, yeah, he may be more of a sure thing. Maybe. I'm my 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 beef with the whole Hartman conversation is that people have already crowned him, and it's like remember when uh, remember when Tony Romo had a bad game. He's playing for the Cowboys. T.O. Terrell Owens is there. And then the post-game presser, T.O.'s got the big shades on. He's crying. You remember that? He's like, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's how I feel. That's my quarterback. <laughs> uh, I got to look that up real quick. Because that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there. there you go. There, there, there he is. is. There he is. I need a leather jacket and some shades. <laughs> All right. Again, Kevin, appreciate it. Um, Mike says, uh, drop 10 bucks says Tyler really expands the playbook with what he can do really plays all out and tough. We'll get better on the RPO throws with the style. Can he hold up over 12 to 14 games? Yeah, I get what he's saying where he's saying he really plays all out. Totally agree. And then I touched on this earlier, Mike, thank you for the super chat in terms of when I watched him play the first couple games, he's out of control. He's out of control. Everything's moving so fast. And folks, if you've never played football, it's wild, dude. It's wild. My first snap of training camp, Kurt Vollers, who played in the NFL for four or five, six years, offensive tackle, he knocked me down, caught me, and stood me back up before I even knew what the hell happened. Like, that's how <laughs> quick it was. You know, and I was a highly ranked, you know, linebacker recruit. So, like, you, I, I, I feel for Tyler. So, Tyler played a little bit out of control – because he's just trying to keep up with the speed of it. When I watched this game, specifically the way he was setting up moves as a runner, he looked to be slowed down a little bit more. And it's just like anything else. His style is going to improve. His pace will slow down with more confidence, experience, just like all of us, you know? I mean, when, when I used to do this show, Mike, with you, I'd, we'd, we'd go live and you'd, get, you'd feel nerves. Now I don't even – it's second nature. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. we've done it so many times. It's just like – all of us understand that. Three years of the Mike Goolsby show. How about that? Three seasons at least. Yeah. Exciting stuff. All right. Um, if you guys ever just see me randomly laughing, Goolsby will be in like a serious and you just see you know see singer laugh. And it's cause I, I see comment like Goolsby be sliding into Tyler's DMs after hours. Like that, you know, like that that makes me laugh. <laughs> Peter drops a 50. Uh, and says, thanks for all your insight, gents. Enjoyed listening, and we'll re-up for 99 bucks. Talking about balloongold.com says, can't see Angeli staying. If Wake Forest co- quarterback comes in with Buckner and Minchie, CJ in the pipe, all the best in 23. Appreciate that. Happy New Year to you as well. I think the Angeli thing is really interesting. Um, Angeli's my boy, right? Uh, love Steve Angeli. I think he's a really fine quarterback, but he's he's probably my favorite person that I've covered in a decade in this industry. Um, and love that family as well. Just good people. 
I think he stays for sure this season, but after that, yeah, I don't know. Because if 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 Hartman comes in and, and then Buckner leaves, he's QB two, you know. So you're in a good spot, you know. Then, then you're one play away from. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the fan base, with which is worth, you know, less than nothing. They're like, well, what do you do back to that depth argument and bringing in Hartman with Tyler's injury history? If you don't bring in a transfer, you know, we, we don't need to be specific about Hartman. What do you do if Tyler gets hurt? Well, you play Angeli. You know, it's like people forget that Angeli's on the roster. You know, it's like, well, what do you do? It's like, well, you, just like every other team would do what everybody did before a transfer port, you move on to the next guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would tend to agree with Peter and thank you for the super chat. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I think Steve's probably gone and. Um, Eventually, maybe. Potentially. I don't think it's this year. Well, as long as we keep Paulus on the roster, that's what matters. Walsh up, drop five bucks. I didn't see a comment, though, washed up. So I'll, I'll be in the uh, lookout for you in the, in the chat if you have anything um, for us. Milton fan had a couple questions. Would you not take a transfer of all? Or, or, or why is having Hartman a bad thing? Um, I understand. Yes, we need to take a transfer, and I'm not even saying Hart. It's a having Hartman is a, is a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing for Tyler. In that Freeman has come out publicly and said we need experience in the quarterback room. So if there's a three or four things that we're you know basing this judging that this quarterback competition off of experiences at the top of that list, then Kyler's screwed. And I just think that that's unjust. Um, and I just see, like you said it earlier, Mike, like, man, you can see the upside with Tyler, right? Like it jumps off the screen at you. So Hartman is 24 years old. He's played five years of college football. Is there more upside there? And then you, you, you know, like, and that's with the assumption that Tyler's not going to get any better. Yeah, the experience thing is interesting because you said this earlier in the show. Then you just bring in a transfer every single year, and then you wouldn't. Even, why would we even recruit high school quarterbacks? It's like again, I, you know, I, I built a career in sales, and it's like you need three to five years of experience in sales before you get like your first good sales job. It's like it feels like that. It's like, well, how am I going to get this job? It's like you got to go get experience. But like in that world, that's up to me. I can go get multiple jobs. I can do whatever. In Tyler's scenario, it's somebody else is you know, tamping him down. It's somebody else's decision. It's not up to him. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. In my line of work, you can get experience pretty easily. You just may, might have to intern and you got to, you know, you work for free, bro. You work for free. And I did work for free for my first year. Um, but in quarterbacking, the only way you get experience is play. And if you, if experience is the criteria to play, how is anyone ever going to play? Right. That's what I'm saying. So it, it's a it's a really good point. That's what I said. So, so yeah, if we get Sam Hartman and you know he comes in and starts, somebody calls CJ Carr and tell him don't come because uh we need experience at quarterback. You know, we can never roll out a young kid. And it's just like that's where it bothers me that that you don't look at Tyler as a hot enough prospect that he is worth developing, save for the injury history. And if the injury history is a concern, stop running him like a freaking running back. Done and done. I don't know if you noticed, Mike, but I did drop at GCA football for your name there. Nice. Yeah, I did that for you. Thanks, I, I, I'm very much loving this whole quarterback position for the, the context of our show because Hyde is very much on the Hartman side. You're very much on the Buckner side. I'm, I'm right there in the middle, and the middle is a great place to be because then on our Wednesday show, which we won't have one this week, 
you know, and then I, I then I get to be on the, the Hartman side. I, I I I really like both options. Yeah, I asked him, I asked him, and I need to apologize because we got into a heated text argument yes last night. Um no kidding. But uh I right, asked look, him like look look asked, in the camera, look in the camera and just talk to Tim. I know he's watching. Tim, just talk Tim, to him. I asked you a question. What are Hartman's flaws? Because you were making it so so obvious what uh, Tyler's flaws are. I feel that Mike, this feels like I'm cutting a wrestling promo, you know? <laughs> uh, WWE wrestling promo. But it's like, okay, we all know and understand Tyler's flaws. What are Sam's Hart, Sam Hartman's? That's the question. And nobody's ever, he, he's flawless. It's like, well, why isn't he a first round pick then? Why isn't he one shit at Wake Forest? It's like, well, he's at Wake. What do you expect him to win? It's like, I mean, what, like Duke is, you know, giving them, beating them up, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the ACC. So, and again, I'm just, I'm just pro Buckner. I, I see the value in bringing in a, a, a quarterback, but the, the rub is, I think that Tyler gets better with game reps. I don't believe that you develop as a quarterback sitting on the bench. I do not. Um, I don't think you build a, a, a championship program around transfer quarterbacks. And I don't understand what the criteria is going to be of, with that competition. If there are two separate players athletically and experience, it apparently is super important to these, to these coaches. Sorry for folks really wanting a breakdown of the Gator Bowl. Um... I'd like to break it down. <laughs> Let's get through these super chats quick. Sure. JP says, devil's advocate, no Hartman have to have quality backup. Mike, what's what's that? What's he asking? I don't know. But JP, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a quality backup. Sure. I'd be like, I mean, quarterbacks want to play, and if they're not good players, leave. That's what Pine did. Oh, let's not talk about me just saying Pine's good. Sorry, didn't mean to go there. Hartman is a top five quarterback in college football. He had no help at Wake Forest. So why the fuck doesn't he go to the NFL? <laughs> I think I need to mark this podcast as explicit then. Why doesn't he go to the NFL? If he's top five, you're at least a day two pick. Why don't you go to the NFL? If, that, if that's the case. Send another super chat, Wicca Bronco, and explain why. Why, 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 why if, he, if he's that good, why isn't he going to the league? What's his face? Zach Wilson from BYU was the second pick overall. You know what I'm saying? They take – the NFL will absolutely take a risk on upside. The NFL will absolutely take risk on upside at the quarterback position. Yeah. And I don't think Sam Hartman has much more upside, but at the college game – You know who does? Tyler really Buckner. That's fair. I'm much more I, – I like Buckner a lot more after that game. Than I did going Let's into keep moving. Why would Tyler Buckner leave if with, with three starts? That's crazy. Because he's had his chain jerked around by the coaching staff. And I'm not at all, at all suggesting that Tyler would leave. But I'm saying if you bring in a Sam Hartman, give him the starting job, pretend that it's a quarterback competition, but you've already said that you need quarterback experience in the room. And to Tyler's credit, he's saying all the right things. He's saying all the right things. But why would Tyler leave? Because you jerked his chain around. And he's disrespected. You know, he's a top 50 recruit. I'm sure somebody would take him in the portal. 
furthermore, why, why would Tyler leave with three starts? That's crazy. Well, Sam Hartman's a top five quarterback. Why wouldn't he go to the NFL? He needs a sixth year to prove more. He doesn't have enough film. That's crazy. <laughs> Rent Hartman for a year and risk uh, a transfer. And risk a amen. Amen, Al. Starter. How do you get a recruitment program that way? Al, what's 10 bucks? Goolsby says amen. I think that was $10 well spent. Thank you, Al. How do you get how do you get a yeah again we're talking about a program Tim's looking at it for one year like Freeman's going to lose his job you know if 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 Buckner gets hurt again fair argument but I'm talking about big picture a multi-year starter that gives you a lot of multiplicity on on offense and again we need experience in the quarterback room so as I said earlier I'll tell CJ Carr to stay home go elsewhere because we only need uh experienced quarterbacks dare I say we need proven commodities Dare I say, Tyler Buckner, he's got some experience. He played a good bit as a freshman. I'm pulling up PFF to look at his snap counts. Yeah, he played a lot as a freshman, Mike, but I want to be I want to be fair to Tyler. He was used as a gadget guy, and you're trying to teach Jack Cohen Tommy Reese's yeah, offense. I, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying like, I don't know how much development. Him. Yeah, I'm not saying we need to draw a conclusion on him, but he mm-hmm. I mean it's at least he's played. We've got um DB is that step is that snaps? Looks like about 133 snaps, 90 38 as a freshman. Is that right? I don't know, Mike. I don't know either. I'm looking at DB means dropbacks. Okay. Uh 95 dropbacks. It doesn't uh, I don't have snaps for me. But yeah, he's dropped back 95 or 118 times. 133 times, actually. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good bit. Uh, so I think that's something that he it's not like he's a freshman coming in, but okay. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, Eric says, should they get a worse transfer QB or just no transfer? At all? It's, a, it's an interesting question. Like you bring in someone who, you know, is maybe an FCS quarterback who's not coming. I think it's in. pretty simple. Again, you, I, we talked about this a month or so ago. We really started to talk about the transfer quarterback thing. And I'm sitting there going, why can't, it's just an idea, but why can't you bring in like a Jake McCown or is it Luke McCown, the guy that's been like a backup in the NFL? Like, why can't you bring in Ch- a Chase Daniels type guy that's here to get his NBA, be a backup quarterback at Notre Dame, what Jack Cohn probably should have been? You know, a Jack Cohn type player where he's like, he's going to be really solid, um, not really a threat, but he's there to help develop Tyler. Why can't you do that? You know, that's quality depth. Why can't you do that? You know? And then the other thing, again, again I – it's, I think it's a solid argument, Mike. If we're so concerned about Tyler's injury history, it's stop running him like a quarterback, you know? Yeah. All right. No more Super Chats. Guys, we'll just appreciate you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move this thing along. No more Super Chats on this. We've got we to gotta, we gotta get through. I don't want a 2022 rehash in the quarterback room 2023. I get it. I get it. Susan says, do we not take QB at all? Yeah, we kind of talked about that as Susan also mentioned in the comments. But, yeah, it certainly looks like they are. So it's kind of moot to say should we not because they are. And if Sam Sam Hartman wins the job, uh, I'll I'll root for him. I'll support him. I mean, he's our starting quarterback. I'll do so begrudgingly. Um, But I can't wait to see him. You know, I I wish his first game was against Ohio State on the road with a leaky interior line. You know, getting hit in the jaw every play. You know, he better be he better be damn near close to perfect. You know, so yeah. 
Dick says uh, Tyler would make a good slot receiver or flanker. My guess is Freeman will find a way to keep him at Notre Dame. Appreciate the super chat. I don't know if Goolsby um, loves your loves your comment too much though, Dick. But do appreciate it. All right, Goolsby's expression. <laughs> so no, no, really do thank you for the super it. chat, Nick or Dick. Not to be a dick, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird thing. Yeah, let's take our starting quarterback and make him a slot receiver. It's like, okay, I'm sure Tyler would be like, yeah, super stoked to do that. Domer Wap says, uh, then why did Tommy Reese make it abundantly clear Notre Dame's in the market for a transfer QB earlier, contributing to DP transferring out in a weekend or QB depth? I, I mean, Sam Hartman's a much better quarterback than Drew Pine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean. I'm not sure why did T make it abundantly clear. Yeah, Drew Drew is gonna leave if he wasn't a starter. It doesn't matter about bringing. I, mean, I was wrong there. Yeah, again, I was, was, I was wrong there. Sorry, Mike. I said I was I was wrong. I was kind of shocked that, uh, but I think egos got involved there. Egos were at play in terms of like, Drew and his family. Yeah, but you and say they felt, they felt slighted. Ego sounds like it's a negative thing, but it's like if you're not playing, no, you need to have an ego, dude. You need to have an ego to be a coach. You need to have an ego to be a player. Absolutely. We all have egos. Yeah, sure. I've got an ego. Everyone in this chat's got an ego, but you know, I just don't want it to be like a uh, it's a knock on him because he wasn't going to play. Like, of course he should train. Well, I think that Drew and his family thought that he was better than he is, and that family's probably not used to hearing no a lot. Call it what it is. All right, moving along. Joe says, agree, 100% Goolsby fans completing about uh, Buckner's turnovers. Yet one a guy who turned it over. I mean, he – Hartman's thrown a lot of picks. Buckner's thrown, you know, uh, many uh, – Yeah, many no, I agree. He would like to, but – Yeah, let's get into – let's get into Tyler's – let's go back to the freaking Gator Bowl. Thank you, Joe. I agree. So, Tyler's first pick, tip pass, not much you can do about it. Second pick, I like to play, first of all. Joe Oak gets dump truck. Joe Oak – First time we've ever seen Joel have a rough day at the office. Number five uh, gave him quite a bit to deal with. Not a knock on Joe, just saying he had a rough day. Not as rough as Josh Love did. Uh, but, yeah, Tyler or Joel gets beat on that second pick. Tyler kind of has to step up. Jaden Thomas is doing kind of a lazy crossing route. Tyler completes that play. We're stoked. You know, I think Jaden could have competed for the ball there. It wasn't like, I mean, his hands, the guy just took it away from him. And then the third pick down there in the the tight red zone there, uh, bad throw, bad, probably worst play call. You know, they're just playing that kind of fence defense on the goal line. You play like you're a yard inside and you just kind of, it's a fence. And then you had a robber there that just read his eyes, bad throw. Um Probably worst play call, but the first two to me, tip pass, it happens, and then the second one, it was a nice little play, man. Jaden Thomas just, will catch the ball. I just want to say, if Drew Pine got tipped at the line and got pick six, that would not be your response. Um, Depending on where we're at in the season, because by the end of the season last year, A, I was running out of Drew Pine jokes, um, and then B, I was kind of starting to get mean. But, yeah, if it was the first couple of times. I mean, Drew Pine had two, three tip passes every single game. Yeah? They happen. I, I mean, that's what you just said. They happen. But it goes back to Joe. I think I forget what your question was earlier. It's, it's like, again, grass is always greener. Sam Hartman walks on water. Uh, you know, and just, just wait. Let Sam Hartman win the job. You know, lay an egg, and then we'll be talking about Tyler. 
Mike Nolan says, I worry about transfers hurting high school recruiting. Don't think TB transfers sisters coming to Notre Dame. Um, be very bad long-term for program. If he did, I sense he is a baller who will stay and play. Mike, I agree across the board, Mike. Appreciate that a ton. I agree across the board. Andy says, Cone's situation shows Portal can be good. This is a different situation. TB12 can be our guy for at least the next two years. I'm with schools beyond this. I'm I'm surprised at the support. Thank you, Andy. Dude, the, the it's pretty split down the middle. I think it's a little bit leaning Hartman, but it's it's I'm I'm a little surprised too. I mean, but Notre Dame football never fails to disappoint. Uh, Jay says Hartman is a great college football quarterback, and Notre Dame should take him. Buckner also needs to run to play his game. P.S. Hartman has done more with le- less at Wake. Love Goolsby though. What's he done at Wake? And he's a great quarterback. Yeah, I know he's top five apparently. Uh, and you know, I just think it's I just think it's weird that he needs a sixth year. It just doesn't it doesn't compute to me. If he was that good, go get paid, bro. Because in in the grand scheme of the thing, if, if the NFL was your ultimate goal, you know, you're going to go into the NFL at 25, and it's going to become a knock on you. You know, somebody please ask Sam Hartman. Even you know, who's to say he comes to Notre Dame, right? But it's it's a Seems like it's a given at this point, just kind of taking the the temperature. But somebody needs to ask him why a sixth year, impress him because he's going to give you some bullshit, you know, coach speak answer about improving his game, this or that. Wicked Bronco Productions says, "Hey man, this is you know the the comment earlier about the top five. He says we'll we'll leave us as projected first or second over JS. Who's JS? Who, who, who am I not thinking of?" I couldn't couldn't tell you. It'd be easier if you just typed it out. <laughs> we can rock on production. Appreciate you as always. Uh, all right, guys. All right, Goolsby, you're not allowed to talk. I'm muting you. All right, I'm muting you because I know you'll want to comment because we just got to get through these. Hartman threw two picks against Liberty, three against Louisville, three against NC State, and a couple more poop teams. We don't need Hartman. <sighs> Say your piece, Nick. All right, stay neck and neck, Mike. Neck and neck. All right, uh, yeah, rapid fire. JP says, follow up, no Hartman, and Buckner goes down injury prone. Notre Dame back in the same place next year. Then what? At least bring an insurance policy for backup. Sure, I agree. <laughs> I, no, I'm, not, I'm not arguing about bringing in a quarterback. My argument is that we've all uh, – too many people are anointing Hartman and completely discounting anything that Tyler's done or shown us. And I'm arguing that maybe Hartman isn't as good as people are being led to believe. Because, yeah. He threw two picks against Liberty. And it's just, there's so many built-in freaking excuses for Hartman. And there's none for, there's no empathy for Tyler. Very little. I don't buy that. Well, you've seen it. Well, he played, he's done a ton at Wake Forest. He, he did a lot with less at Wake Forest. Well, that's just like, people, look at our receiving core. We got Matt Salerno out there trying to catch That's just balls. people having a differing opinion. I mean, you just, you... Well, that's yeah, that's entirely subjective. You just love Tyler, and you're hypersensitive to criticism of him. I mean, it's just—it's not well, a personal yeah, but, 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 attacking him. But everybody else, there's there's nobody else criticizing Hartman. That's like that's the issue. It's like Hartman's going to cure all of our issues. Dude, we've gone through a ton of super chats. Before that, we went through the super chats. People talking about all of his picks. People are people are criticizing Hartman. Yeah. Think about it from the Pine Buckner thing. There was a lot of people criticizing Pine. I mean, and you were like, you always want to defend Buckner. 
But dude, there's always a ton of people. I think people criticize both quarterbacks. It's- but I just I, I think that I think that when Pine screwed up or played poorly, the argument reverted back to, well, look at him. What do we expect? <laughs> He's limited. He's got great intangibles. <laughs> that was the defense of Pine was empathy or sympathy rather. Shoe fit. Let's go. Keep moving. Singer QB1. I agree, Noah. Uh, Buckner is the future. Joey, there you are. I was wondering where you were at. It says Buckner is the future, and he also says Hartman can go to the XFL. Yeah, man. Uh, thoughts on Brandon Joseph declaring for the NFL? Uh, don't care. That's my first thought is I don't care. I wish him well. I wish him well. I've got no knock on him. Um, but he didn't show me much this year. I mean, I remember Brandon Joseph having a big hit along the sidelines against Ohio State early in the game. That's all I remember seeing. Um, I think we found our safeties for the future in Ramon Henderson and Watts. I, I think you got to be careful how you – I think Watts gives you a lot more um, Swiss Army knife. Like you can put him in the box. You can put him in coverage, et cetera. I think Ramon's definitely a free safety. There's times where, and I did want to talk about Al Golden's defense. Yeah, that's what we're going there next, Mike. So, you know, and, and there's times where you've got somebody else deep, DJ Brown, another one, get out of the program, and you've got Hart, uh, Henderson down there playing in the box, and that's not Henderson's job. It's just not the way he's built. He's the ex-former wide receiver, as is Watts, but Watts is a more physical player. Let Henderson roam and use somebody else down in the box in terms of our, our run fits and things like that. Yeah. It's it's a good point. So yeah, again, Brandon Joseph, I wish him all the, all the luck in the world. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I real quick Walsh up, dropped a stupid super chat. Um, it it being funny. So he says, then since you can't use that super chat, how about Goolsby arm wrestle me? Goolsby, you want to arm wrestle Walsh up? Walsh up. Dude, by the way, I used to, uh, that's how I paid for like beers in college. It was arm wrestling. And I'm actually like a really good arm wrestler. And I actually did it post football. There's an arm wrestling federation out there called the world arm wrestling league. And uh, Chris Daly shout out one of my buddies. Like he found me a tournament and like I was winning all these regional tournaments. Um, but it's weird. Arm, so I'm a good arm wrestler, but the weight classes, it's 248 and above. So you can arm wrestle a guy that was 350 pounds. Yeah. So it makes it tough. But uh, yeah, sure. If I ever meet you washed up, we'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll go over the top. I th- going back to Brandon Joseph, uh, Sean. Appreciate the super chat. Says Hartman equals death. But yeah, we we're we're, we're off that quarterback talk. I think Brandon Joseph is kind of the epitome of Notre Dame's defense in twenty twenty two. It's just kind of like, eh, it's it's okay. Great segue, Mike. It's Great it's segue. it's fine. Like Hart uh, jo- Joseph was. A little disappointed, but it wasn't terrible. It was just, it was just kind of average. He, he, got, he never flashed. He did not flash as much as X Watts did. Yeah, who's another kid that Notre Dame football program has jerked his chain around. You know, I mean that kid's played on both sides of the ball throughout his career. But yeah, so to your point, Brandon Joseph comes up, meh. You know, maybe be a fourth round pick. I think like forty percent of players that are drafted in the NFL are DBs nowadays, just because yeah. it's such a passing league. But uh. You asked me way earlier in the show about what are my takeaways or my observations. Yeah. 
And one of them was I'm just kind of watching how unprepared we were early in the game. Some of that was due to like, you know, we're rolling in Collie, rolling in Sneed, which I love, getting them on the field, kind of force feeding them. But they didn't really know how to line up a bunch. And then I was like, what is Golden's defense? You know, it's always like kind of this bend, don't break. Yeah. You know, it's like it's kind of good, but it's kind of not. But he's an NFL guy. Does he understand the college game? So I did some digging, right? Because we don't have a producer. It's a low-budget outfit over here. I did some digging. <laughs> and I looked up uh, our uh, defensive statistics, right? Okay. Um, we're 22nd in total D. And this may have changed from like whatever website I, I looked it up from. But we're 22nd in total D, 46th in rush defense, 53rd in third down defense, 31st in scoring defense, 19th in sacks, which was surprising to me. Um, and the biggest weakness is we only created 13 turnovers on the season, which is 116th in the country, you know? So it's like as Freeman is starting to bring in some of this like high-end Jalen Sneed, Prince Kali type, you know, talent, and there's the two that come to ha- uh, top of mind, I feel like the defense got to be better, dude. Like, it's Notre Dame. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so to be kind of a meh defense, you know, it's uh, it just leaves a lot to be desired. Like, you saw Spencer Rattler in the Gator Bowl just kind of running around. Like, we never really got home. We get gashed in the run game consistently. So that's something I think that Coach Freeman – you know, be like him, like firing his dad in a way, because he's kind of the elder statesman on the staff. But I mean, there's got to be better options in terms of, of a defensive coordinator. The tackling was pretty bad all season. What what do you attribute that to? Um, my the first answer that comes to mind, Mike. Great question. Is we don't rally to the ball on defense. Maybe that's me being old school or whatever, but like if you and I are like running our balls, we're sprinting to the ball, you know, we don't want to get caught on film loafing and you miss, I got your back and vice versa. Right. And that's more specifically to my point of us only creating 13 um, turnovers. That's how turnovers are created too. You rally to the ball, but I'll say like in the NFL, you don't see that as much. NFL is much more assignment oriented, Everything's really clean. Um, that's much more like a video game, you know, to kind of watch it. There's not a lot of variables in the NFL. Everybody just kind of does their job. You make your tackle. They all, the receiver catch it almost expects to get tackled. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of room for improvement on the defense. And as a linebacker, former ex-linebacker, I do not understand our run fits. I do not, you know. One guy will fit. He'll force the ball inside. This happened on that play. That, remember the, in the game, the Gator Bowl, where Prince Kali tracked it over the top, kind of rolled the guy up, and it was like, was he down or not? Remember that? The guy was kind of on his back. Yeah. So I forget which linebacker. I think Kaiser takes it out of his left shoulder, forces the ball back inside. Here comes Bertrand, who takes it out with his right shoulder, which in essence creates an alley. To, to, to And Henderson might have been the free player, but it's like, force, force, and then have Kali scrape over the top. I don't understand how they're – I don't understand what they're teaching as far as run fits. And we get gashed way too often. And I just think that overall we have to create more possessions for our offense and get off the field quicker. 
as a defense. Um, Mike, yeah. if you don't mind me, I want to go back to the quarterback discussion for a minute. Um, a really interesting comment from Berkshire Yank. What about Marist at quarterback? Marist Leifau. What do you think, Mike? <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys kill me in the chat sometimes. Well, put really it this way. I'll play along. So we'll put Marist at quarterback. We're going to assume he's going to throw a few picks. So then if he's throwing picks, he might actually make tackles. So it could work out. I mean, Maris showed up this game with a nice face mask penalty. Maris looked like he had put on like 10, 15 I, pounds. He looked bigger. He did. Dude. I thought it could have been the it could have been the braids. It could have been the white jersey. I don't know what it was, but like, dude, he looked like he was like 250. So does that is that I don't know what that means. I you know. Um, but yeah, I think you know, Maris is one of those kids where it's just like if we're gonna become an elite program. And I kind of create a list in my phone. Like he's one of those kids. It's like, we got to do better. It's, it's inarguable. You played the most snaps on defense and you never really do anything. Yeah. Well, certainly just joking about Marisette quarterback. Uh, we do have one super chat real quick. Uh, David Bennett, really appreciate the 10 bucks. It says Buckner's fighting spirit is the takeaway. It was not running for his life like the OSU game. So this was more accurate picture of his abilities. Chaos. <laughs> Captain Chaos. That's no, I, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, the fighting spirit, absolutely. The resilience, the toughness. Um, for a kid who's like San Diego, California cool, I think that was like a good, good showing for him to be like, I'm not just, you know, California cool. Like, I am a do- like dirty jersey getting yeah, hit, don't judge a book. Legs. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I mean, that kid's tough, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't running for his life like the OSU game, but uh, he saw quite a bit of heat today. I mean, there's a snap one of the first sacks that Buckner took, you know, we're triple teaming like the, the like the left side defensive tackle. Josh Lug is, you know, um, the pass protection, the interior pass protection throughout Buckner's tenure as a quarterback has been weird, dude. Weird how leaky it's been. Thoughts on Jalen Sneed's performance in the bowl game, Mike? I appreciate the question, Joey. Jalen Sneed was lost as to be expected, could not care less. But I'll say, like, from a dude that watches a lot of football and trains some high-level kid, Jalen Sneed moves the right way. Like, you just watch, like, his biomechanics, the way he moves around. Like, he is it. And he's light. You know, if he's 220 now, whatever he is at this point, he is violent as hell, dude. I mean, they had him lined up with his hand in the ground playing defensive end. I mean, he's shocking offensive tackle, 300-plus pound guys. Uh, the future's super bright. And that's a kid where it's almost like that Tyler Buckner thing. Just roll with the punches, man. I mean, he's going to make mistakes. He's a young kid, came in really raw. Uh, but roll with it, dude. The upside's there. I thought he I thought he played well, and he just, like I said, on film, he looks fantastic. Milton fan says, with Notre Dame's personnel, and puts in quotations, you know, good linebackers, or parentheses, does a three-three-five make sense? Not to me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of three-man fronts personally, but I, yeah, it, I do think. And Brian Kelly should get some credit for this, as well as Freeman. But like we, we, we are. We've recruited a lot of guys on the defensive side that are like multiple. You know, that's like look at Sneed. Sneed's going to be a rover, but he had his hand in the dirt playing defensive end. You got Patello, uh, Junior Tui Alamaka. I need to give that kid a shout out. He is a hell of yeah. a football player. He is a big, thick kid that's got some burst to him and some bounce and some life. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I think you could pull it off situationally. I just don't like, because again, we have all these athletes and more of them are coming in long, explosive kids that can really run now with Freeman's first class. I just don't personally like your base front to be a three man front roll out a three, three, five situational. Yeah. But I just don't like it as a base front, especially with Notre Dame and, and recruiting. I mean, that's, they, they've been built for this, you know, the strong side end, nose tackle, three tech and a Viper. That's what they've been recruiting since what Elko. Mm-hmm. Like that hasn't changed with all the coaching staff and def- how many defensive coordinators Notre Dame's had recently. And, yeah, if you're going to play with a three man front too, like you need to, you need bigger bodies, like you need big dudes. You know, it's just like we just need to keep getting. It's such a captain obvious, almost throwaway statement, but we need bigger guys, like the biggest best best athletes we can find offensively and defensively. I mean, that's the big missing link to me is that we just need big, thick dudes, you know. I want to talk about the running backs. You did tweet, uh, estimates better running back than Diggs. I don't know if that was a hot take. I thought that was kind of, you know, I thought all season. I went back and looked at statistics. I mean, statistically, estimates are leading rusher. They're neck and neck in terms of yardage, in terms of carries. I think Diggs had 10 more carries on the season than estimate did. Estimate had whatever, like 11 touchdowns to Diggs is four. Uh, but I'm just talking from a classic running back tailback position estimates better to me. I think that Diggs can maybe do a little bit more in the past game, but, and I, I just, I've watched enough football, man, and watched this season enough that the, when estimates in the game, Mike, it just mm-hmm. seems like we, no pun intended, we get the ball rolling. It just yeah. does. Like, and then the usage of the backs, all season, it's weirded me out. Like we'll put Chris Tyree in on the goal line, and, and then and then throw a swing pass to Estimate. Like that doesn't make sense. Those should be switched. Um, but Estimate, you know, had really really got the, the the energy going, and that's the thing I said that early in the season. I thought he could be like a Kyron Williams type in terms of being the heartbeat of the team, and I yeah. believe that he got the he got the energy going with two big runs in the second half. They swap him out for Diggs. Those two kids love each other. They share each other's energy, digs and estimate. I don't think there's any real um, – I think they're happy to kind of share the load. But to me, as a prototypical, classic running back, I prefer estimate over digs. I've said yeah. it all year. Yeah, I agree. Estimate's been pretty good in the past catching game. I will. And this is another thing to talk about, which is on my talking point. This is a great question, kind of segue. Say what you want about Tommy Reese. My big knock on Tommy in this game, we didn't get anything going on first down. It was a lot of first down runs for nothing. And I feel like that Diggs had a couple nice runs. He obviously had that nice catch and run on a swing pass. But I feel like that estimates less likely to give us a nothing burger on first down. When we're in the second and nine, second and ten, it's just like I just see estimate getting us in second and six more so than I do Diggs. What, what about like Diggs needs it blocked prettier estimated estimate just it feels like he has a better better does a better job of like timing up syncing up blocks feeling cutbacks just has to feel like he has a better feel for it just watching what do you think about Tyree like what what do you think the future I think Tyree should move on I mean it's the end of the season we're having like hard conversations here I I was a fan of Tyree as a recruit you know you know that Mike you know I liked him more than Will Shipley but like somebody, you know, Chris needs to get with a trainer in the off season or something, come down to Omaha, I'll work with you. But like, I've never seen a kid do more stutter, stutter, stutter 
and fall forward. It's like it's like he has Velcro on the bottom of his shoes. Um, either move on to another program and or raise my hand, especially with these running backs that are coming in. You know, with Price coming back healthy, Jeremiah Love, like you're going to get phased out. So raise your hand, and say, Coach, put me at slot receiver. You know, that's where you're gonna you're gonna be utilized if you make it to the NFL. It's kind of that third down type back. I would really embrace that, but uh, I just I, I don't know what it is about Chris, but he can't cut without doing a da da da. He everything's a stutter step. And he can't carry any momentum where it's like Ron put one foot in the ground and then cut. He always has to stutter, 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 and then he falls. <laughs> it's like it's, it's and it doesn't seem like anybody's worked with him on that. He's a, I, I'm pretty sure he was a track kid in high school. You yeah. Know, something, we, something about track speed versus football speed. I mean, he might be one of the fastest players on the team, but you just don't see him breaking runs. You know, I mean, Logan Diggs had a 75-yarder, you know, right, on that dumb well, ball. So let's, we're talking football here, right, Mike? Talk so football. it's like Estime, we know, is slower than, than than Tyree, but Estime will hit some nice long runs. And it's something about when that – between when that snap takes place, the syncing up of the blocks, and that, like, maybe Tyree's too quick and he gets to the hole too quick, but the, the hole hasn't quite opened yet or the guard hasn't quite, you know – blasted open a hole like that this something doesn't sync up with Tyree where he's able to put one foot in the ground and knife up field he's always getting there stutter 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 and then it just ends up being um but yeah I wish somebody would work on that play with a wider base and just work on putting one foot in the ground not the stuff constant stutter steps it's hard to watch yeah all right well, I'm gonna get to one more thing and then a couple super chats we're gonna sign off Braden Lindsay, um, you know, tweeted yesterday that he yeah, he's is hanging up the cleats. Yeah, and um, respect to him. Um, someone who you haven't been a big fan of, Mike, but fruit. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, like he went out with a with a good performance. Um, you know, his, his numbers on the season. 24 catches, 309 yards, three touchdowns. And my it, yeah, my 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 I I yeah, it's like Maybe I come across too strong at times, but like if I just give an objective opinion and it's not a glowing one, that doesn't mean that I dislike the kid or whatever, right? Especially as me, I yeah, think it's kid. The longer kids have been in a program, the more comfortable I am being critical. You know. Okay. Okay. But I, yeah, I always heard about Lindsay's speed and this and that, and I was just like, it never, it never seemed to be. He never seemed to show up unless it was perfect. He was, and he's not. He can't do much but just run fast and and run underneath the ball. He won't jump up and get it. But I will say, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. He had a great game, made several plays in this game. But as I've talked about on this show, Notre Dame's got a thing where kids are focused on their they're using Notre Dame for their career, you know, post football as they should. Yeah, it's a part of the recruiting pitch. It's part of the recruiting pitch. But can we please focus on football? while we're playing football, you know, it'd be a hundred percent all in. And that's why I talked about where you need to recruit kids that love football. In some cases, my kids that need football. Braden's already got his job lined up. Like he said, I'm going to work at X, Y, and Z company. Um, so it's like, have you been 100% bought into football? No, you've been like interviewing for jobs. 
call me old fashioned, but that's true. You know, eh, I mean, what if you're Alabama kids? Video looking, game. Alabama kids is Alabama's receivers out there. No, they're trying to get to the league. Yeah, but you could have just been playing grab ass instead of looking for a job, and you know, like or playing video. Like, eh, it's not an. I, I don't want that to come across as a as a critique. Yeah, Tyree Kill streams Fortnite like in his spare time. Like, I I, I hear you, I hear you, but. I don't love the take, but well, I, I, get you. I just, I want, I mean, I think, I think, and it's a challenge, but I just think that like, you know, to, to, to win big time football games and to play elite football at the college level, you got to have more kids that like want and need football and are trying to get to the league versus, Oh, I'm going to go work at some tech company and I've already got it lined up before the season's even done. You know, I just I don't think that's happening at other programs. That's what makes Notre Dame different in a way. But I think you can still graduate. I still think you can use the alumni network, four for 40. All that's good stuff. But while we're playing football, let's focus on football. Yeah. I don't know. That thing could have been I took two hours of his life to get that set up. Who knows? So I, that, but your, your, greater point, your, but yeah. your greater point. I get it. I get it. I like it. Can Evans replace yeah. Mayor? OK, no, because Mayor's. You know, probably Notre Dame's best tight end ever. I mean, good luck to Evans, but he's he's a dude. Like, I like I like Mitchell Evans a lot. No, he's I like Mitchell a Evans of- a lot too. I liked him. I loved him in high school. Big Mitch, remember? We used to do one of our first shows. I think we did. You know, his recruiting class called him Big Mitch. I don't think he. I don't think um, he can replace Michael Mayer. I think that Eli Raritan was, and I was told as much, Eli was really slotted to be yeah. the next Michael Mayer in terms yeah. of, you know, stud featured tight end. Yeah. But Mitchell has a great opportunity. And it was one of my notes that I sent you, Mike, going into the show. Mitch needs to really focus on conditioning, nutrition, the weight room, all those things in the offseason, because you have a tremendous opportunity to be the next Notre Dame tight end, yeah. clean up your body, grow up a little bit. I like the way he carries himself. You can definitely tell he has some shit to him. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think I want to see Mitch Evans coming out looking clean, fit next season and yeah. really take advantage of this offseason, Mitch. Yeah. I think he's got a huge, huge opportunity for sure. Goolsby, who are you starting linebacker in 2023? And with this, we'll wrap up the show. Oh, that's tough. Well, no, I guess it's not really. I'd say Snead at Rover, Kali at Will, and you, you probably got to start JD at Mike. I think he's earned it, you know. And Junior Tui Alamaka to me was a Mike, but now we're going to move him to Viper or something, and he looks pretty good there too. So I would have said Junior, but yeah, JD is going to be hard to keep off the field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. <sighs> And how are we going to rotate? And we rotated like crazy, especially early on in the season. But, like, don't put Sneed and Kali, two inexperienced players on the field at the same time. Like, put Kali with JD, who can get him lined up, and put Kaiser at Will and Junior at Mike. You have to offset the experience. Sure. Um, but, yeah, there's some players like, you know, like Amaris needs to move on and do something else, um, in my opinion. Mr. Goolsby? Fantastic fun, 2022. Any final thoughts as we wrap up our uh, first show of 2023? That's right. No, I don't have – I think I said a lot. Um, 
I just look forward to the Notre Dame football improving program improving. I look forward to this podcast improving. Oh yeah. Big plans. Um, so yeah, stick with us folks. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support. Been awesome. It has been. That is it. That's it. Milton fan. Folks, appreciate you. Head to blueandgold.com. Mike will be on that message board if he likes it or not, and we'll, we'll talk some Notre Dame football there. Um, exciting time. I mean, Monday is kind of like that big day. I think it was after Thanksgiving weekend that Monday. It was like a lot of transfer portal activity. I think this Monday will be pretty similar. So definitely keep an eye on. Um, yeah, Jay Carr says when's all the uh, – where did this go? When are all the portal news dropping? Soon this week. Yeah, I, I – January 4th through 8th, there's a little window for transfers to take visits because um, it's a dead period, but the NCAA recently made that rule change. So, um, yeah, I would expect a lot of news this week. So, lock into bloomgold.com, head to the website, go to the message board. That current deal that I mentioned um, is $30, um, unlocks access to start next football season. So, um, come chat with me and our Bloom and Gold staff there. But, yeah, that's going to do it for this show. Appreciate you all. And, as always, we'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.